the summer of 1939, the British Army was preparing to go to war with an expeditionary force that was not equipped to fight even the previous war. At the same time as the government was announcing plans to evacuate two and a half million children, it was planning to send to two fronts an army that had none of the guns that had been ordered, only a car park full of tanks instead of the 1,600 that were scheduled, and a transport system which consisted mainly of civilian vans and lorries. So this was the picture on September the 3rd, 1939, when war was finally declared. Chamberlain's days were numbered. But first, he needed a war cabinet. It had to be, once again, bipartisan. The most spectacular appointment was that of Winston Churchill, who had, since resigning from Baldwin's cabinet, been in the political wilderness. Chamberlain made him First Lord of the Admiralty the job that he had at the beginning of the Great War. As the slogan of the day observed, Winnie was back. New government departments were set up that would regulate and administer the dissemination of information and news, the control of food supplies and the national services. Butter and bacon were rationed in November and petrol prices were increased. In December, sugar and meat were rationed. So this was the atmosphere in Britain as the world went into a war that would touch every continent except Antarctica. In Europe, there was fighting from the Atlantic to the Urals. Even the neutral Switzerland became involved as a clandestine conduit for agents and escapees, and as a lodging for millions of dollars' worth of treasures, bonds and cash. In Asia, the war extended from the Bosphorus to the subcontinent, deep into Southeast Asia, up into China and across to Japan. Australasia sent troops and ships and aircraft to all the theatres of war. The Pacific Islands became terrible battlegrounds. Pearl Harbour's memorial is that it was the Japanese target that brought America into the war, but made the difference between defeat and survival, having made massive war loans to the European allies long before she joined the confrontation herself. We're not going to follow the progress of the war in detail, but there are three events that we need to put into perspective. Dunkirk, the Battle of Britain, and the Blitz. They all happened in 1940. But first, let's briefly look at the war diary of the year 1940. January. Two million British men are called up. March. The Finns surrender to the USSR. April. The Germans invade Norway and Denmark. May. Churchill becomes Prime Minister. Britain starts in...